Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. Welcome to Simply Money. I'm Nathan Beckrag along with Amy Wagner. We are your trusted financial planning partners and your retirement specialists. We make understanding your money simple anytime at allworthfinancial.com. Why have one trade war, oh really, when you can have two? It's like two for the price of one, only no, 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 because it's not necessarily the price of one. This came after a string of tweets uh, from President Trump. We now have a you know, we started with China like a, a tariff spat, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess this is now where we are with Mexico. So we're we're in, we're separated from China, shall we say, when it comes to trade. I don't know whether we're going to have a divorce. It is now a distinctive possibility. But shall we let us stop calling these things trade wars? Well, you want to call it instead? I'm going to call it a tax war. That's a good point. And in any war, those of us here on the home front are asked to make sacrifices. And uh, to that extent, I think we may start to see that for all of us. You know, often we look at issues and we say there's a winner and there's a loser, right? And so if you want to look at the trade war with China, who's the winners, who's the losers? Well, really, you know, not us, not China at this point. But it turns out Mexico is kind of quietly winning in this one because Mexico's imports. Yes. Well, that's the thing. Mexico's exports on average um, contain about 35 percent or more U.S. parts. Uh, China's contain about four percent. So they're they were winning here for a while. Yeah, they were. Uh, Let's get back to Mexico in one second. But just a couple of the details. The tax is uh, uh, going that will now be levied on all uh, goods coming in from Mexico, which uh, will then be up to the manufacturer to decide whether they want to eat that, which would be lower earnings, or whether they want to pass it on to you, which would be higher costs, one of which will hit your pocketbook, the other one might hit your 401k. But this tax meant to take effect on June 10th. That's it next would, Monday. Yeah, and it would start- One at, week. It starts at 5%. It could rise to as much as 25%. President Trump says- Tariffs will increase unless the flow of undocumented immigrants slows. Stay tuned for the next exciting chapter as to whether or not Mexico sees it as uh, uh, using economic policy to solve social problems is something they maybe want to play ball on. But here's a question for you, Amy. The largest port where all goods come in. Now, usually you can't even see it hardly when you go to Los Angeles because there's the glitz city in Hollywood. But Los Angeles, pretty big port, right? Mm-hmm. You think everything coming in from uh, 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 Asia got to go through one of those ports, San Diego, Los Angeles? Yeah. Guess who just became the largest port on the left side of our country? Where? Laredo, Texas. Interesting. And if you think Laredo isn't sitting around going, uh, wait a minute, I got a lot of money invested in my business, and now you're telling me that all of a sudden something's going to cost somebody Five percent more. I'm afraid sometimes the somebody is going to cost is going to be you, me, or the stock in the companies that we own who have that strategic choice. Do I raise my price prices by five percent or do I eat it and hope this thing passes over? Either way, 
may not be good for earnings, either yours or a business. Well, for those of you who are like scratching your head right now saying, wait a second, an issue with Mexico. This all sounds very familiar because I feel like, didn't we just get some sort of deal underway with? Yeah, actually, we did. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the United States inked a trade deal with Mexico, uh, the USMCA. In November. So, yeah, but it has to get ratified by our friends. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, should I say the uh, uh, the smart people in Congress. Really, good luck on that, guys. But isn't it, we, we were actually on board with Mexico more quickly than we were with Canada. Yep. Uh, and so now it's kind of interesting that just, you know, a few months down the road, all of a sudden, those negotiations seem to be falling apart as well. Let us say simply that our, our uh, commander-in-chief and chief executive ain't none too happy down on the southern border and he uh, uh, certainly uh, it appears the president said, OK, I don't know what else to do. This is what I'm going to do. So now we have a trade, uh, excuse me, a tax war with China. Looks like we may have. Stay tuned for the next exciting chapter. An escalating situation. Yeah. because you, you know, and I think most military people will say hard to fight a battle on two fronts. But, you know. Good luck. The economy continues to stay strong. Some of the fallout or some of the good news that can happen for you could be that, in fact, you'll see the Federal Reserve deciding if the economy continues to slow because of uh, something we have done in terms of policy might give us more rate cuts, which means the cost of money could get cheaper. But keep in mind, that will be because the economy will slow, and if you have a tax war or a trade war or call it a tariff war, call it whatever you like, war, eventually uh, it could, it will slow this economy. You know, you're talking about the po- the potential positive here. That's one, but then we have to also look at a little closer look at how is it actually going to impact you money-wise, and this could be some more bad fallout here. You're probably going to pay more for cars, your auto parts, computers, television, alcohol, fruits, vegetables. I think... A lot of our avocados come from Mexico. Well, avocado last time we was looked always at this, the, that was the big one, right? Yeah, Your right, avocado. Always, yeah, because we looked at this last time and it was like, are you serious? How, that's how much more we, I'll pay for an avocado? Here's the math, though. The average price of a car could raise as much as or could rise as much as thirteen hundred dollars. Like, that's because manufacturers ouch. from the United States sent their production down to Mexico now in order to get it back. Boom. And who pays that, by the way? Well. I don't think Ford is taking a $1,300 hit on it's a car. It's being passed on to you, you every single time. All right. Uh, you're listening to Simply Money. I'm Nathan Backrack, along with Amy Wagner, as we discuss the tax war. It's not a tariff war. It's not a trade war. It's a tax war. And somebody, and as there is in all wars, as there is with all public policy. And before I spent 30 years in the investment world, I spent three years doing uh, public policy work for the city of Cincinnati as a city planner. And I will tell you, whenever you do something, whether it's Washington or down at 8th and Plum Street, somebody pays and somebody benefits. Uh, Hopefully, the benefit here is long-term in strategic uh, uh, changes. For instance, with China, that they no longer steal software, which would be a really nice thing for them to decide to stop doing. But will we hang in long enough to see that? Don't know. Uh, The China to Mexico shift, however, uh, also takes into account, you're going to start to see, if this goes on long enough, you're going to see companies used to manufacture in China or in Mexico saying, hmm, where do I go next? Could well be, could be Vietnam, Cambodia, Poland, 
You take you look at the tag on the back of everything you buy in your clothes. That'll start to tell you what the effect on are. everything. You're you're it's you're hard pressed to find things made in the United States at this point um, because obviously it's cheaper to manufacture in a lot of those places. And as we see this kind of shifting dynamic, okay, not not China, not Mexico. This will be worth keeping an eye on. You know, but as we looked at the the trade war with China. What we saw was kind of that first round of tariffs that were put into place. Uh, Companies did sort of take it on the chin. And I think the United States was somewhat strategic in what was being taxed so that that direct to consumer that you weren't necessarily feeling it. But at this point, when you look at what's going on with China, you know, everyone's feeling it. So the question with what's going on in Mexico is how quickly are we, the consumers, going to feel this? How quickly is it going to be passed on to us? I will tell you this. We wind up with a 25 percent tariff. Uh, the smart folks, Andy Stout and others uh, at uh, Allworth Financial, have calculated for us that a 25% tariff on Mexican imports would shrink our gross domestic product by 0.4, by, by basically about one half percent per year annually. Given how hard and how much we had to do to get our economy rocking and rolling from the lousy doldrums of 2% up to what, at least in the first quarter, was around 3%. 3% and yeah. that, that was a, a trillion and a half dollars worth of tax cuts and a whole lot of other regulations being uh, uh, suspended, waived, or rolled back. You know, we went, we threw a, the kitchen sink at this economy in order to get it moving. We wind up with 25% tariffs in Mexico. Half of all of our good work can disappear very, very Quickly. Well, President Trump, by the way, also recently suggested closing the border entirely. That's $1.7 billion in products and services coming across every day. As I said, Laredo, now the largest port out west, uh, shut down. Hard to imagine. But here's the simple money point. Another trade war would take some wind out of our sails. It would drop your 401ks for a period of time. However, the American economy is still strong, still well-positioned. You might say, gee, now this is the perfect time to have a tax war. Or you might say, gee, we were doing so good. Why can mess things up? However, if you're a long-term investor, this does not matter to you. But if you're thinking about retiring the next couple of years, and you're like, wow, what happens if my investments do go down for a period of time, 15 20%, then I retire. Now the next thing you have to do is you have to start taking money from an account that could be diminished. What does that mean for you and your retirement? What does it mean now if you've been retired for a year or two? Well, if you want to get a... Uh, personalized retirement assessment of how you will look on on different scenarios, stress tests, if you will, for your financial strategy, you can always go to allworthfinancial.com, click on the free account review at the top of the homepage. Now, you might be paying more to park in Cincinnati, and that will be for one very simple and uh, controversial reason. We'll tell you about that just ahead in three minutes. You're listening to Simply Money on 55KRC, the talk station. Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence. You're listening to Simply Money. I'm Nathan Backrag along with Amy Wagner. We are your trusted financial planning partners and your retirement specialists who make understanding your money simple anytime at allworthfinancial.com. Coming up at 643 Why the concept of investing for income is now more difficult than it for you than it ever was for your parents. Now, why aren't you riding the streetcar? Have you ridden it? No, I've never ridden it. It, You know, every time I think about it, it's sort of like when I'm traveling in other countries and I'll say, well, gee, we could Uber. I'll say this to my my wife, Marcy, and she'll go, 
Well, I know, but it'll take 10 minutes to get to Uber and then 10 minutes to get over there. And it's only a 30 minute walk. And this is why she works me like a rented mule. <sighs> and I just, you know, I put on more steps when I travel you than just I ever walk do. around all over the place. Yeah, well, huh? same thing. I can, well, you know. I I've just, only ridden it once. I've never done it. It, it was nice. It was clean. Um, it was my daughter's 13th birthday and she just wanted to kind of ride the route. And we, I mean, it was, it was fun, um, but it's such a limited area. I'm just not sure how many people can truly take advantage of it from a train. I mean, obviously there are some. Mm. Um, but the streetcar is facing a $1.4 million budget hole. And so, of course, how do you plug that? City officials have tried to roll out a slew of ideas. And tonight, we just wanted to let you know what's being considered because some of these could have a pretty big impact on you. Yeah. One could be to increase parking fines by $5 per citation, which now is down to the point where if you get a parking ticket, it's probably because you don't have uh, uh, the app on your phone. And if you're depending on going back out and uh, hitting your card again, or, uh, or or put more coins. Coins? Who uses coins? In a meter, uh, you know, now if you forget to do that, an extra $5 on an already crazy uh, uh, citation And schedule. don't even try to park illegally in Cincinnati. I am telling you, this is not from experience necessarily. Of course not. But if one were to maybe park illegally for like even a second and run into a building, you will come out and find a ticket. That's your public service announcement sure. of the day. Don't so fi- do it. So $5 per citation would be a real quick $400,000 that the city would pick up. Increase the over the Rhine parking program rate from $60 a year to hold on $360. That's a big change, yeah. uh-huh. yes. Yeah, that'll drive rents up a little bit. And have you noticed that, by the way, you cannot get a parking spot downtown anyway? Valet, yes. Valet, I think, is about the only way these days. Uh, and then implementing a parking ticket booting program. That's those wonderful things that get locked on your car. And the next thing you know, you can't move until you uh, figure out how to pay uh, to get it removed from your car. This is All so solutions nice. are not the most popular, right? These are not traditionally like, yes, sign me up for the booting. Yeah, well, sign me up to pay more when oh, I'm Oh, sure. And then the last one, this is this is just going to kick every nonprofit, uh, at least in the shins, if not higher, is another idea, uh, which would be to eliminate the admissions tax exemption. So there's an admissions tax. You go to see the Reds or the Bengals, there's an admissions tax, right? Well, you go to see the Symphony, you don't have to currently pay that. However, organizations like the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra, for which, you know, how many hundreds of millions of dollars have now already gone into supporting it? Well, maybe we're going to take a little back because we could raise an estimated $1.5 million a year if every nonprofit could no longer have an event where they could, uh, would be, uh, you get a waiver so they didn't have to charge an admissions tax. Just lovely. Yeah, not not you know, not taking a stance on any of this right here. We just want to let you know council is considering these options. We'll keep you posted on what yeah. they decide and it, take a closer look, as we always do, on how it will affect you and your money. And like all things political, if you got an opinion, let it be known. Don't sit around and grouse. Take some positive action. Retirement. I say the word retirement, and you start thinking, gee, there must be another station because, God, how many years can you be from retirement? 5, 10, 15, 20? My daughter is 26. Every time she saves a little money, she can tell me exactly how much it's going to be when she gets to her early, mid-60s. I love that. This is when retirement planning starts because when it comes to retirement planning, we tend to see a couple of things that people often forget. The sooner you learn them, the sooner you'll no longer be able to forget them. Well, one of the things that you are apparently keeping in mind is that you're just going to work and work and work, and you're going to keep money, keep making money by keep working. Mm-hmm. However, so this is the deal. 55% of current workers say you plan to keep working in retirement 
14% at least anticipate working full-time. 41% say, you know what, I'll at least get a part-time position. Great planning, great planning, great idea. Here's the problem. It rarely happens this way. This is not something that you can necessarily control. The reality, 70 per, or 7% of current retirees do some type of paid work. So, 7%. I got to tell you something. Um, uh, this morning, I'm talking to Ray who owns Fast and Pro Roofing. All right? mm-hmm. And I'm just asking, I, I love to know how small businesses are doing. And sure. we're talking. And he tells me about his father, his best friend, and now his father-in-law, who was, you know, a best friend, and then he married his daughter. So <laughs> there you go. And in the middle of it, he says, oh, yeah, well, my, you know, my, my father-in-law now retired at 53 from Proctor. Well, okay, I understand that. Uh, well, what did he do after that? Bored to death, wound up now. He's in the tree business. I forget the name of the company, uh-huh. but it's like, you know, you can't just sit around. But how many of you are actually fortunate enough or have the ability to go start a whole nother business? Because otherwise, I don't know that there are a lot of businesses out there going, oh, hi, somebody who may or may not show up and may decide to keep working or not working. You're in your mid to late 50s. I spend a lot of time and energy. I train you. I get you all ready uh, for prime time. And then you decide you're going to take off with the kids for two months in the summer or, you know, whatever the case may be. So uh, it becomes increasingly more difficult as you get older to find employment. Well, and there's the four kinds of sick. We, we talk about this on the show. But you could plan on working well into retirement and afterwards, but you could get sick. Someone you care about could get sick. Uh, you could get sick of that job as much as you might love it, you know, every day now. Things could change, and then your boss could get sick of you, and you may think you're the best person to ever do that job, and they might feel very differently. So when you do a plan, whether you're 25, 35, 45, or five years out, here's what you should understand. Only 7% of current retirees, only 7% do any type of paid work. The odds are 93 to 7. You can figure out the fractions, 1 in 9, 1 in 10, 1 in 11, that that's the odds that you'll actually find good, constructive, paid work once you get to retirement. And while we're talking about retirement, some, another mistake that just drives us nuts, all right, here at uh, Simply Money Allworth is this. 900,000 of you have left work and you have left your old 401k at work and you have totally forgotten about it. You lost it. Yeah. You lost your 401k. As crazy as it sounds... You right. 900,000 of you, have, but look at it this way. The average American worker, you'll have 10 to a dozen jobs over the course of your working career. And in some of those jobs, you may only work at for a year, two years, three years, uh, and then move forward five jobs after that. Where's that 401k? Do you know where it is? Did you roll it over? Did you take steps immediately? Or did you just leave it there? Meanwhile, the company's gone out of business. It's changed hands. It's being bought out. When I start to set the stage, you realize, actually, this it could be kind of easy to lose that 401k. Uh, well, I will tell you. Sometimes I'll see a bill and I'll go, gosh, did I pay that bill? And then next thing I know, I'll pay it. And then I'll get a check back in the mail. This happens at least once a year. <laughs> and then they go, oh, wow, I guess we paid that already. So here is the deal. 900,000 workers have lost track of their 401k. I'm going to give you the greatest website to go to. You will either make a friend with your partner or your spouse. You will feel great for yourself or go take your contact list and start looking up all of your friends. And here's the site, missingmoney.com. I love this site because you will find your name, a family member's name or friends or neighbors, and you can call them up and go, Oh, Hey, Amy, did you know you have money sitting with so-and-so? And you'll they'll go like, what are you talking about? So I will, my wife had a uh, uh, scan 
Uh, she goes every year to Dr. Columbus, who's unfortunately retiring, uh, and has a mammogram. Mm-hmm. Well, somehow we paid ProScan, and then uh, somebody else, I guess the insurance company, paid ProScan, mm-hmm. and they sent us a note, and by the time we actually went through... Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the mail, they said, well, if you haven't got, if you haven't told us this is yours in the next 30 days, we're sending the money to missingmoney.com. Yeah. Or to the state, but then that's where you find it. So the state of Ohio... If you've got money up there from an account, and what drives me nuts is they have Marcy's name, they have Marcy's address, what are you going to do? So don't make these common mistakes when it comes to your retirement. Do energy-efficient features make your home more valuable? We'll talk about that at 634. You're listening to Simply Money. We are your trusted financial planning partners and your retirement specialists. I'm Amy Wagner along with Nathan Backrack. We make understanding your money simple anytime at allworthfinancial.com. Maybe you're thinking about putting your house on the market today, tomorrow, five years from now. And you might be wondering if you put top dollar into certain upgrades, especially energy efficient upgrades, are you going to get top dollar back? Joining us tonight to answer that question, Michelle Sloan. She is the owner of Remax Time and our real estate expert. Michelle, I'm sure that there's probably like a sweet spot with all of this. Absolutely. Anything that you can do to improve your home, to upgrade your home, is going to be a benefit for the next owner. It's also an awesome benefit if you do something like energy efficiency items in your home, you can reap the benefits of that while you're living in the home as well. So keeping track of what you do is extremely important. Do you feel like it's a huge selling point when you have people out there looking for houses, when you have buyers out there, is energy efficiency a huge thing for a lot of them? Well, the biggest thing, energy efficiency is extremely important. But the bigger thing is, I think, in the Cincinnati area, is going to be the age of certain items. For example, those big ticket items like the roof. If you've got a roof that's newer rather than a 20-year-old roof, you know, that's going to be looked more favorably than an, an older roof. 
If you have a new furnace and air and air, air conditioner, those things actually, the newer it is, the better it is because the more energy efficient it's going to be. Your appliances are the same thing. If you've got an old refrigerator and it it is like 20 years old, and I've seen this, some, some refrigerators that are ancient, they are sucking so much energy out of your home. And the newer models may be bigger, but they're actually more energy efficient. So those kinds of things definitely will impact the value of your home. And again, just keep track of all of the things that you do. Every upgrade now that you make in a home, let's just talk about windows, for example. That's a huge, if you are replacing windows, it's a huge expense but it is also absolutely worth the money that you're going to put into it because you're going to get that return on investment. You're listening to Simply Money here on 55 KRC as we talk about the kinds of upgrades that are truly going to get top dollar when you go to sell. And joining us tonight to help us figure out all of this is Michelle Sloan. She's a real estate expert, also owner of Remax Time. Uh, Michelle, another thing that's huge right now is smart home technology. And we did a story on a friend of mine who has a house and he actually it like talks to him when he enters the house. It says like, Good evening. You look great. Did you have a good day? What can I do for you, essentially? Like, are these the kinds of things that people are really looking for? They are, especially our millennial buyers right now. They're expecting you to have a Nest thermostat or something like that so that they can control the temperature in their home from their phone. And so these kinds of things, definitely heating and cooling, having the smart home technology, having a sensor in the basement in case that your water heater would happen to, you know, explode or have some tragedy happen, there's a water sensor that you can have. And again, a lot of this smart home technology, you can have apps on your phone to know what's happening at your home when you are not actually there. You know, Michelle, we talk about um, energy efficiency. We talk about smart home technology. Without a doubt, these things are much easier to find in newer homes. Yet you look at the market here in Cincinnati and you still have areas that have older homes. Think about Hyde Park and places like that where the homes are just going to go quickly regardless of that. So do any of these upgrades trump location or is it still all about location? About 90% of the time, it's going to be location, location, location. You know, you're going to find maybe a newer home a little bit farther out of the city. Maybe you're going to get a teardown home and build a new home in the Hyde Park, Oakley area, Madeira, Marymount, any of those places. But here's the thing. You know, location is always going to be important. Some of the other amenities are going to be important. Um, I would say in some of the older homes in Hyde Park and Oakley, you are seeing some of the exteriors being replaced with a really energy efficient vinyl siding. It looks great and it's extremely energy efficient. You don't have to paint it all the time. And so there are definitely some things in those older homes that you can do to improve the value and the energy efficiency at the same time. Michelle, what would you say other than location, right? If you're living in a house, you're thinking about putting it on the market uh, and you are going to put money into one upgrade, what would you say the thing is that makes the biggest difference for buyers? Well, you need to really look at, go into your front door and then go directly to the kitchen Yeah. and look at the kitchen. When was the last time you updated the countertops, maybe the cabinets, for sure the appliances? Your kitchen is your number one location that everybody's looking for because that's the hub of activity in your home. So if you've got an awesome kitchen, 
I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that the rest of the house has to <laughs> has to fall away to the wayside. Yeah, it can be falling down around it, but that's the that's the key. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, it's funny you that have, just make sure you have a great kitchen. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because um, you know my daughter and I lo- love to look at houses, and truly, when you're looking at those pictures online, um, we might love everything else, and if it has like old counters, old countertops, like we're just not feeling it in the kitchen, it, it's a it's a no go. You know, and I think there's a lot of buyers who absolutely feel that way. I agree, hundred percent. Yep. If you have the choice, and here's the thing, prices have gone down on a lot of these things pretty reasonably. I mean, you're still going to spend a few thousand dollars if you want granite, but if you do granite with a really nice contemporary backsplash or, you know, it really is going to make a huge difference and lighting to adding new lighting fixtures are not very expensive and you get a great return on investment because it gives you that wow factor. When you walk into a home, you're going to buy a home, you want to find something that goes that makes you say, wow. All right. So tonight, as we look at, okay, you're going to put money into your home, but you want to make sure you can get it back out. What's the best bang for your buck? Joining us tonight to help us figure that out, Michelle Sloan. She is our real estate expert and owner of Remax Time. You're listening to Simply Money here on 55KRC, the talk station. You're listening to Simply Money. I'm Nathan Backrack along with Amy Wagner. We are your trusted financial planning partner and your retirement specialist. And we make understanding your money simple anytime at allworthfinancial.com. Restaurant spending now at a record high. And I can tell you when I get into my pants every morning that I'm pretty sure uh, I know why that is. So what are the signs <laughs> that, that uh, restaurants could be making you uh, sick or at least sick of looking in the mirror? We'll talk about that just ahead in about 10 minutes. Now, as you approach retirement, you're probably thinking more about investments and, oh, what kind of return am I going to get? That's why this evening we've got Steve Sproback. Steve's a certified financial planner with us here on the Allworth team talking about income and how to invest for income because it's a whole lot more difficult for you than it was for your parents. And the first reason, Steve, I guess would be interest rates. Yeah, they've been going up lately. It's kind of nice to see 10-year treasuries up around 2.37. Even CDs are starting to get worthwhile. You know what the deal is, if you have money in uh, in a bank account, in a checking account, in a savings account, you used to be able to also, speaking of the good old days, right? Like I remember when I was a kid and had money in a savings account, what I thought was really cool was checking that measly amount of money that I had in there right. every six months or a year and seeing how much it grew. Can I the take problem the with interest rates, though, are, yeah. well, you might be paying more for a mortgage, more in credit card debt if you carry it. You're not actually making much more. In fact, it's like pennies. Can I take uh, the can I take the under on this? Since you guys are all talking about rates going up, I would say you know rates suck. And and I don't know by the way if we continue uh, with the tax slash trade war that we're having that they're going anywhere maybe but back down again. But even at two percent or two point three percent or two point five percent, you're losing twenty five thirty percent of that because it's all taxable. So you're down at something that's no matter how you slice it is less than inflation, I think you're going broke safely, Steve. I uh, couldn't say it any better. And, and you know, we're already talking about the Fed, instead of raising interest rates, they may they may drop interest rates a couple times this year. So that would be good for your bonds, 
which are also the shock absorbers. You're the car guy who rebuilt an MG something or other. You've never rebuilt. You're always rebuilding yes, an MG. That's right. <laughs> Ed Fink it's never me finished. Out on that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, but, but it's a teeter totter. I mean, if interest rates are going up on bonds, that means the value of the bond is dropping. So it, it's kind of nice that interest rates are getting higher. But if you own a, a bond uh, investment or a bond portfolio, you may have seen those prices drop a little bit. All right. But t- the ten-year Treasury did yeah. go from like you know two three two thirty-five. Uh, you know, I looked at it uh, this morning, uh, somewhere around to 12 to 15. So it's come down a bit. Mm-hmm. And that means that in the short term, uh, those uh, boring investments, bonds, right. are actually right. uh, making you a couple of dollars. Yeah, you know, they're, 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 a, they're a place for your safe money. They're a shock absorber on the rest of your investments. But it doesn't mean they're without risk and they don't, they don't move. Yeah. They do move. And lately, they've been going up and down quite a bit. You know, another problem, too, though, is especially as you get closer to retirement, you're looking for those safe investments, right? I mean, I've sure. talked to retire like groups of retirees before, and it's almost like they want a money tree in the backyard. Yeah. They want something that's definitely going to provide them with some income and some growth with no downside. If my, that if my grandmother had not had 60% of her money in stocks from 1956 when my grandfather died, she would have been broke long before 1998 when she died at the age of 104. So don't get too conservative as you get older. You're listening to Simply Money. I'm Nathan Backrack, along with Amy Wagner and Steve Sprovac, certified financial planner on the All War theme as we discuss ways to get income in retirement. Let's talk about something not often discussed, Steve, and that would be closed-end mutual funds. And we're, we're called Simply Money, so this is a hard concept to wrap your head around. Not nice so and, simple. It's not so simple, but if a mutual fund that most of us know about is where you can keep sending them money, sending them money, and there's more and more shares available, that's most of what you're going to see out there with mutual funds. There's a type called a closed-end mutual fund. Just imagine you put a million dollars in each of the 500 S&P 500 stocks, and closed it off, no new money allowed. That's kind of what a closed-end mutual fund is. So it's going to trade on the open market like so, a single stock, so but you it's buy a, a bunch you're, of stocks. You're buying a bushel of stocks. Or bonds. Uh, yeah. Or bonds, as yeah. the case may be. But there's only a certain number of shareholders, and yep. that's it. And that's then, it. of course, if you want to sell them, you got to go back out in the open market. Just and like see you do a Procter & Gamble Just or like any like other that. stock. Yep. So in, in a sense, think of it, it behaves like a stock, mm-hmm. but its personality is that of a More mutual fund. All right. You now, bet. I want to, we're talking about income though. So why do I want to go to a closed end fund for income? Well, so some of these closed end funds, they, they buy investments that have high dividend yields. So you can get three, four or 5%, which in this environment, that's pretty darn appealing, but it's not without risk. Right, so you just mentioned dividends too. If yeah. you're looking for income, that's another thing to look at. Procter & Gamble pays about close to a 3% dividend um, annualized. So it's about $2.98 per share. Uh, you know, the problem with dividend chasing, though, look what happened with General Electric. Oh, yeah. It, you can chase it right into uh, Yeah, there's I no guarantee the, with right dividends. Into, My right goodness. Into yeah, I mean, that company yeah. looked like it was fail-proof for so many years. Yep. I've ta- It's interesting, though. I've talked to so many either uh, GE employees or those close to retirement or those who've recently retired, uh, and they've had to make some changes pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when it, when it drops from $0.24 cents to $0.01 cent per quarter, uh, you're not in it for the income anymore. And that, that's a great example of uh, there's no free lunch out there. If you hear of something paying 6 7 8%, if that were all the risk in the world, um, there's a reason you can't go out. You, you don't see large investors going out there and putting tons of money into it because there is no free lunch. Finally, let's talk about publicly traded REITs, otherwise known as real estate investment trusts, yeah. as we discuss 
ways to get income in retirement. Well, you magic word publicly traded. That means they're liquid. You can buy and sell them. But but just think of it this way: most real estate investment trusts buy commercial real estate. Do you want to put money in Kenwood Town Center or some other shopping mall? I mean, Amazon is a big disruptor, and if you don't want to put money into the initial investment of of a particular type of real estate, why would you want to buy a trust that buys that well, sort of thing? Well, taking the other side though, you might be able to buy a car, you know commercial like light industrial. Sure, you sure. might be able to buy uh, you know apartment buildings. So yep. uh, real estate investment trusts can come in lots of forms. Again, maybe a source of income. Understand though. All these sources of income have one thing in common. They fluctuate in value. The Simply Money Point, investing for income is a whole lot more difficult today than it was for your parents. Work with a trusted fiduciary to see if your investments fit your needs. You want a trusted fiduciary, which is a fancy word for saying somebody who puts your interests ahead of theirs. Go to allworthfinancial.com. We'll be happy to give you a free account review. Just hit the free account review icon at the top of the homepage. Now, more of you are eating out. So what are the signs that you should maybe hightail it out of the restaurant besides your conscience telling you how many more times am I going to take in this many calories in this short a period of time? We'll talk about that just ahead in three minutes. You're listening to Simply Money on 55KRC. You're listening to Silly Money. I'm Nathan Backrack along with Amy Wagner. We make understanding your money simple. And we are your trusted financial planning partner and your retirement specialist. We, we do a lot, don't we? And Very we also, busy. We also make understanding your money simple. We can do that for you anytime at allworthfinancial.com. So how much are you spending eating out? Nearly two-thirds of Americans have gone out to a restaurant within the past week. That's a whole lot of grazing at places that I'm going to guess, if nothing else, are going to have you fighting your waistline or the gym uh, in the next couple of days. So tonight, some of the signs that you need to leave before your plate hits the table so you don't get sick, And in addition to being sick and tired of getting on the scale. Well, joining us tonight, Steve Sprovac, talking about that. He's a certified financial planner and someone who now doesn't we're mind. something I know a little yeah, bit about. Yeah, who doesn't yeah. mind talking about eating out. You know, I don't know that I've ever, actually, I did have a really bad um, run in a couple years ago with something that made me sick um, at a restaurant. Actually, a bunch of us from Simply Money went to lunch. Um, it was like guacamole. Whole, it was a guacamole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was the only one who ate the guacamole, and I was, like, so sick, ended up in a hospital sick. Um, so this is the kinds of things that you truly want to take seriously. Like, if you see signs, like, this may not be good, you don't have to stick around. No, and, and, and my, my wife, fresh out of college, couldn't find a teaching job in the early 80s, so she managed a, a chain of pizza huts all through the South. If we walk in a place and she says, uh, we're not eating here, I respect it. Yeah. She knows She's what seen to look the signs. Oh, she yeah. knows what to look for. Yep. So give me some signs. And I'm guessing from what I can tell from the glass that tries to protect uh, the vegetables from sneezing <laughs> that the salad bar has got to be the first place to be careful. Yeah, take a look at that salad. Uh, if the lettuce is wilted, uh, too much white base, not enough green leaf, the restaurant's apparently taking shortcuts. How much you care about the shortcuts? I mean, as long as it tastes the same, I don't know. If your salad looks like it's been pressed into that bowl and stored, that's another sign of a shortcut well, there. Well, take a look at the workers, too. I mean, if the guy busting the tables, if he's if his shoes are dirty, guess what? The kitchen's dirty. That's if you a really good oh, yeah. How about this? If you yeah. find yourself wanting to say to somebody who's waiting on you, uh, do you need a nap? Do you need a Kleenex? <laughs> you know, you know, and they're, oh, yeah, you just you know, forget it. All right. Anthony Bourdain, 
world-famous foodie before he passed away. Uh, some pretty good advice from him. Yeah, he said to eat out on weeknights when the restaurants are not as crazy and crowded. That makes sense. This is interesting, though, too. He said, skip the hollandaise when you go to brunch because it's a veritable Petri dish of biohazards. Oh, no, boy. No more I, eggs, Benedict. I, uh, yeah. Oh, I, oh. Please don't you know, don't <laughs> take that away from me. But I have to... I gotta say, I would have thought going out on weekends would have been better, even though the crowds are crazy. You figure everything's fresh because there's a lot of turnover. Yeah, Apparently, know, the food that comes in Tuesday is the freshest. Well, I, I worked at a restaurant all four years of college, and and I'll tell you what, they're going nuts back there. I mean, there's no way they could track everything going on and make sure everybody's washing and cleaning everything properly. Weekends are are their their money time, but um, they they don't have the time to watch every single thing going on. I know. When it comes to seafood, there's a couple places in town, yeah. and and you they. Seafood stations. One I go to. There's coastal seafood. There's a, there's mm-hmm. a few, but you know Jeff over at, at uh, seafood station. I know it came in that day. Yeah. Or it came in that night, or it got frozen, and I got it a day later. Uh, and you can't tell the difference. But you know, if you don't know the source on seafood, sometimes uh, somebody tells me fresh or the catch of the day. I, you know, maybe it got caught today. I don't think so. You know, another thing that I heard, and this was several, several years ago, but uh, like a sandwich chain that has any kind of like mayonnaise based. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, like a certain one out there where someone worked and he said, you know what? You're fine to get like the sandwiches with the meat on them, but any of like the chicken salads and stuff, not so much. You were listening to Simply Money here on 55 KRC, the talk station. You can always visit us at allworthfinancial.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.